Hey guys, good morning to you. This is Motorcycle Dad Podcast with Tito. I hope everybody's having a good day. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, coming at you live from the Beat Laboratory, aka the garage, here in Las Vegas, Nevada, of the, of the castle of my house. Um, I'm coming at you live from the garage for the first time in a while because it is fucking 74 degrees outside. It's going to be a beautiful day here in Las Vegas, a uh, high of 90 degrees. And it's just going to be a nice day. It's just going to be a fucking like perfect day here. Uh, it's supposed to heat back up on us. We're going to get to like 100s by the weekend, like just back to 100, which still, I'm telling you right now, guys, compared to 110, 112s, it's, that's 100 is not bad still. That's still a good day when it's only going to be 100, 102 maybe. Uh, it's when you start getting to 110s, 112s, it's like you, you really start cooking. That, that difference uh, in temperature just, I, man, it fucking kicks your ass, just to sum it up. Um, I'm coming at you live because uh, from the garage because today is September 11th, uh, it's the 18th year anniversary of 9/11, um, and I wanted to talk about where I was. I'm not going to talk much about bikes in this segment. That's why the title of this episode is going to be I "Haven't Shit." I haven't even written it yet, but I'm, I just made it up right now. Where were you? And. Uh, I'm just going to tell you where I was and how that started me on my journey and how I'm thankful for this day. Hey guys, Tito back here. Look, this is like the fifth time I've fucking recorded this shit. I've been trying to get this all morning, but I'm going to get this shit. God damn it. All right. So I want to talk about where I was this day, 18 years ago. Um, I was a freshman in high school, two weeks into my freshman year. And I remember I was in earth science class. I had to pee. So I went to the bathroom, got a hall pass. And, uh, when I walked into the bathroom, the school resource officer who is a deputy sheriff of the County that was permanently stationed at our school, we called him officer doofy. Cause he looked like doofy <laughs> officer doofy from scary movies or whatever the fuck it was. And, uh, he was in there like, hey, man, some planes hit a skyscraper thing is an accident, some shit. Didn't know exactly what the fuck it was. So I went back to the class, I told the teacher, hey, the deputy just told me some shit's going down. Well, uh, we're going to focus on the criteria, blah, 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 the curriculum. Like, no, this shit sounds pretty serious. And I almost got in a debate with him when that time the fucking class clown stood up on the desk and turned the fucking TV on. And he teacher was still kind of arguing with us. And then he finally gave in and fucking used his remote to turn to, to the news. Maybe 30 to 45 seconds after he got to the channel, the second plane hit. And I remember there was this overwhelming feeling. It was like a blanket, a fog that fell over the room. That all of us, no matter what our place in that class, in the peer uh, pyramid, as far as like, you know, prep kid, blah, 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 whatever label we had on us. Whether you were the prestigious Smithfield, Alawite County kid that lived in Gatlin Point, or you were the fucking kid that lived in the apartments of Jersey Park, or you're the country kid that lived out in a neighborhood in the middle of nowhere called Smithfield Heights. Whether you were the smelly kid, whether you're the booger kid, whether you're the kid that had the L.L. Bean backpack, whatever the fuck, 
we all had the same overwhelming feeling of fear of the unknown, fear about what the fuck was going on, and the overwhelming feeling that we knew our world was never going to be the same. No matter if we're a small podunk town of Smithfield, Virginia, ham capital of the world, or now on a global scale where we fell into things, things were never going to be the same. So go through the rest of that day. Everybody, of course, glued to the TV. They made an announcement over the fucking thing. Blah, 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 blah. All this shit was going on. Get home, still watching, watching the news. I mean, it went on like that for, you guys remember, for weeks, you know, what the fuck is going on? What were we going to do? And I remember really, I really didn't know what I was going to do or the direction I was going until a month later went on a trip. Uh, my dad and my stepmom, we went on a, nor- a trip to Northern Virginia. We started off, you know, we're because I'm from Southern Virginia, Hampton Roads area, 757, how about your boy? Um, Smith, Vegas all day. And we went to Little Lorraine Caverns. And we ended up in Northern Virginia, like Alexandria, D.C. area for some reason. I still can't. I I can't remember right now off the top of my head. My brain's just fucking mush uh, trying to think of it. But we ended up up there. And I remember my dad, he took me and my friend and we went we all went to the Pentagon and we went to the gas station. It was a shell gas station across from the freeway from where the plane hit. I think it was actually one of the gas stations that uh, they got security footage from you know, when they were compiling all their, their information. And I remember distinctly smelling destruction in the air because the building was still smoldering. You could still see all the fucking destruction. Um, and I, I remember standing there looking down at the grass at my feet and I looked up and I knew then that I was going to, I was going to go. I'd always look, you know, like going with my mom on the school bus when she took the JROTC kids to camp on the military base. And I ate at a chow hall when I was a kid and I kind of knew I was going to be in the military, but it was just like, I want to be an army kid, you know, like type shit until as a young man, I looked up and I saw that destruction and I knew I wanted to do something bigger than myself. Like I knew I wanted to serve. Yeah, you know, I'm forever grateful to this country because my family wouldn't be here, you know, without some of the sacrifices my my grandma, my dad, my parent, my family has made to get here to this point. And my dad served, and I didn't know that for the longest time. He was in the Navy. But I think it's something in the blood of my family where it's like, not on my watch, man. We're we're gonna we're protectors. We want to watch for the flock, whether it's their soul or their, my dad with religion or me, where it's like, I wanted to serve in the military. And one of the roughest branches at that, even though I was in the air wing, you know, it's still like when you say I'm enlisting in the Marine Corps during the time post nine 11, people have a tendency of looking at you different after that. Um, I think of this generation, a lot of people put a label of millennials on us and oh, you guys aren't worth shit. But if you look at the time frame, millennials, most of the friends and the people that I served with, think about this, are labeled. And I say that label because I never like putting a label on anybody or myself. Label millennials. And whereas I still had three to four years to think about things before my time in the military came. Um, they did. A lot of guys I served with, they were either in boot camp when that happened or they went out immediately after 9-11 and fucking enlisted and answered the call. 
And that's pretty fucking amazing. So I hope those that passed rest in peace. I have a good friend of mine that uh, he taught me a toast and the toast is for those who can't. And that has multiple meanings across multiple spectrums. For us, it means for our brothers that never came home and we have an obligation to live for them. But on a day like this, it also means for us, you looking at us as American citizens, human beings. You know, it's a miracle that we're even here. The fact that you're even a human being and born, you have whether they said you're likely to win the lottery or get struck by lightning 500 times than to even be fucking born, period. So that toast has a lot of meaning in multiple ways. But on a day like today, you know, 3,000 people woke up and didn't know they were not coming home. And I'm thankful for their sacrifice, even most of those people unknowing sacrifice, of course. You know, firefighters and police, you can say what you want about any of those, you know, your political views or anything. But one of the things that I love about this country is in times of devastation, we have to we have a tendency of putting every label and everything aside to look at what this country means to us especially on a day like today. There's a lot of people that wouldn't be here. And that's why I'm thankful for that sacrifice. I'm not thankful for the actions of the evil, but I'm thankful of the good that has come from the sacrifice of those people. You know, I wouldn't have my wife and my kid if it wasn't for that day and how it impacted me as a young man. Um, I wouldn't never met my wife. I wouldn't be sitting here in my fucking garage in Las Vegas, Nevada, with, you know, the luxuries that I have. And I, I look at them as luxuries after fucking being in some of the places we've been or, you know, and seeing some of the shit that I've seen, I've seen it as luxuries, you know, and I wouldn't be here for if some of those people that I met and joined because of that day never came into my life, you know, that those people are my friends and brothers for the rest of my fucking life. You know, I never would have found motorcycling. I never would have found any of this stuff if it wasn't for that day. I, you know, I eventually would have found motorcycling, but the passion that I have to have passion, deep passion for something, I don't know. I don't know if I would have had that if it wasn't for what today is and what it, you know, and the sacrifices of those people. So I think about that where I was and how this day impacted that and put me on the path that I am now. And I'm forever grateful for that. And uh, I don't know. I wish I had more to talk about it, but I think I'll just leave it at that. And I'll leave it at this for those who can't. For those who can't. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, guys, I'm back here for my next segment. And we're going to go over... Tito's glove picks. Okay, guys, all these gloves I'm talking about, I'm talking about three pairs of gloves in particular that I have experience with that I fucking like. And this is just my personal opinion. Okay, so take it as it may, but I know a lot of guys, this is a touchy subject for me about wearing gloves. Some people don't like to wear fucking gloves. I used to have a bad habit when I first became a Harley rider in Florida, not wearing gloves or a helmet. Now you won't catch him without either one of them, okay? 
Um, because statistically, guess what? When you go down in a wreck, no matter what the fuck happens, statistically, your hands, palms, boop, the first things to touch the fucking ground when you're going through this. All right. So I'm going to go over my top three picks as far as for sport bike, your cruiser or Harley guys, and then your adventure glove. Okay. So my first pick is going to be the Alpine Star SMX Dash One gloves for the sport bike guys. Okay. This is my personal favorite. I've been wearing this same glove now uh, in different variations. And of course they've updated it since, but same glove for about uh, 10 years now. Um, I'm a huge fucking fan of it. I love it. Um, they breathe very well. They have the carbon fiber neck protectors, the palms, you have leather and abrasive areas. So where like areas of high impact, it's a little bit more cushion and also uh, thicker millimeters of leather. Okay, really good. And not only that, they're very breathable in the summer. And they got the cool carbon fiber knuckles on the outside. So um, <clears throat> when you're looking at all the gloves out there that are more sport bike inspired, that's gonna be one of my favorite. Now it only comes up to about your wrist right there at the bottom half. Um, if you want something a little bit deeper protection, of course, Alpine Star, they make a, a whole variation of models, but this one in particular is my favorite. And with the new updated model, they have a feature that's called uh, Tech Connect, or where in your fingertip and in your thumb, you have the ability, it's a little fucking thing in there, so that way you can touch your screen or your smartphone, your GPS, and it'll actually read through the glove. Um, to me, that's a big feature. If it's, 20, it's 2019, almost 2020, if you're a glove manufacturer and you're not thinking about that, well, you're behind the fucking power curve, because everybody is, unless it's, a track specific inspired glove where it's like, yeah, motherfucker, you're gonna be on the racetrack with a GPS or your cell phone out. I highly doubt it. But unless you're looking at that for your everyday riding, if that's not a feature, it's something that a lot of manufacturers need to look at. Okay. So you're looking at a retail about 49, uh, 49.97 on Revzilla. You'll probably see them in any variation. Uh, a lot of times because the, you know, those SMS ones, they're going to another model, maybe a year or two, you might be able to catch them at a brick and mortar for sale, but it's just an overall great glove, true fit to size. So if you're a large, they, if that's the glove you wear, then it'll fit true to size large. I wear extra large. They fit fine. The breaking process is pretty easy on them too. I usually have these bad boys broken in within about a week. Um, great glove, not like super, super tracky. Uh, I've seen some Harley guys wearing these gloves too, and uh, it's just a great glove in general. So now moving on to my Harley pick, my Harley Cruiser glove is gonna be the Icon Pursuit CE glove, all right? All black leather, your knuckles are under, you know, it's got hidden protection, knuckles, uh, fingertip. Hey, what's up, kid? My kid's gonna join me out in the garage, hell yeah. Say hi, Carol. Yeah. So now I gotta watch my language. That motorcycle dad potty mouth on, on pause, guys. I'm, I'm not even gonna stop recording. I'm just gonna keep going. So here it is. The Pursuit Glove is very good for Harley riders. It's not so bulky that you feel like it's a heavy glove, um, but at the same time, it gives you some sort of protection, has reinforcement in the palm areas, areas of impact, but it's a nice low glove. So I think it's great. And for the price, you're talking about 65 bucks. You can't beat that. That's that's a great bargain. And whenever I start saying 65 bucks and people, they're like, oh, well, I mean, that's kind of expensive. Well, going to the fucking bar is expensive too. Oh, shit. Howdy, mouth. Earmuffs, baby girl. 
Um, going to the bar is expensive too. I know people run up an $80 bar tab and you literally, you'll put that down to drain the next day. Okay, bye baby girl. You leaving or you're gonna stay? Okay, I'll see you when I see you then. Um, but when you're talking about 65 bucks, that's not a lot of money for some protection and some peace of mind. And like I said, the Icon Pursuit, I think it's a great cruiser rider glove because it's not like a bulky, heavy glove, like more like your sport bike gloves. And it still gives you some sort of protection. Um, I like it better than just some of the regular plain leather gloves. Cause like I said, you at least have knuckle protection and also protection in your upper knuckles of your fingers. Um, you have uh, protection there and it's not overwhelming to where it's like huge and bulky. It's nice and light glove. And I, I think it's a great glove. So if you're a cruiser rider, definitely take a look at it. Same thing, fits true to size. I've seen some other gloves around, like designed around the same, you know, same design, same protections, but you're talking about at least $20 more. So for the price point, and I've worn a pair of these into the ground, you're talking about wearing them all the fucking time for about two years straight before I finally had to, you know, sorry guys, gotta let you go. It holds up very well. So, I mean, 65 bucks, two years of solid use, and still they were in pretty decent shape, but they were just kind of a little bit haggard when I got rid of them. It's good bang for your buck. So look at those Icon Pursuit CE gloves. Next, I'm gonna go for the climb induction gloves for the adventure bike guy, okay? So the average, for the guy that rides the GS, he's going off trails. Um, I like the climb induction glove. Now, mind you guys, every glove that I'm picking is gonna be geared a little bit more towards Vegas and our weather here uh, for as hot as it is. So you're talking about the Pursuit glove, has preparations where it breathes. Your Alpine Star SMX glove is made with airmen material to where it breathes. And then the climb induction glove is made with perforated holes to breathe a little bit more. Now it still has all this protection on there, carbon fiber knuckles. Uh, you have a zip up feature and also a Velcro strap. So you can adjust to, uh, you know, a couple of different ways to make sure nice and secure. Cause you got to think of the adventure rider, the guy out on the GS, the guy on a dirt bike on the trails, he's hitting it hard. He's possibly, you know, hitting his wrist, but at the same time, he's out there doing a little bit more work on the bike than your average street rider, because he's hitting these dirt, you know, these inconsistent dirt roads with whoops, potholes, sand, all sorts of stuff. So you're going up and down. It's a great glove for that guys. Uh, climb, they make a product that's, far superior than a lot. Uh, I know some of their products are a little bit pricier than some would like, but at the same time, you get your money's worth. So this glove in particular, the climb, the climb induction, it comes in three different colors, black, brown, and gray. I'm more of a fan of the gray black model uh, myself, but when you're looking at what you're getting for the price, 129 guys. And you're talking about a glove that's gonna hold up and it's gonna pay for itself over, over. Like you're, when you're buying a set of these gloves, you're not buying them to wear just for be a weekend warrior. You're you're using your gear and you're investing in your gear because you're investing in your riding just as much. So the climb induction glove, 129. When you think about some of the other gloves that are out there in the same category with not as much breathability or nice comfort, creature comfort features, you're looking at your pain, your 150s, your 180s, possibly up to 200s. And if you really get gutta, then you, you're talking about you're paying 220, 240 for a pair of gloves. So Keep that in mind, guys, when I'm telling you some of these prices, okay? Because at the end of the day, you can always go and get a you know a pair of Mechanics Impact gloves for about $30 or $35 and call it a day. But if you're invested as much as you're riding and 
you want to step your PPE game up, your personal protective equipment game, or you know your your protection period. These are good gloves to where you can do that without breaking the bank. Okay, because there's always, like I said, there's been times where it's just so fucking hot here, guys. I uh, I just bought a pair, of, you know, the Mechanics Impact uh, D30 Armor gloves that have some thicker stitching, and they're just as fine. As long as y'all wearing something, all right, and y'all need to be wearing something. Now. One other thing I want to cover in this segment is a good friend of mine, my boy Irish. Thank you, my brother. He recommended too for me to cover hydration. Okay. Just because the summertime's over, guys, doesn't mean that hydration ends. You get some hardcore guys out there to like to ride through the colder months. We in Vegas, even though it gets cold, we're still able to ride through those colder months, and a lot of states are. So don't lose mine because you can get dehydrated just as easily. On a cold day, not drinking any water at all, then you can on a hot day and you're drinking a little bit of water, you know? So keep that in mind. There's tons of people out there with hydration pack sales going on. They're specific to motorcycles, but me personally, I can tell you just go get a Camelback if you really fucking like it. They have a lot of fancy stuff out there, but just go on Amazon, shop smart. You know, look on your Revzillas and stuff like that, see what they have on sale, but then also compare the stuff to Amazon and some of the other shit that's out there. Because you could easily just get a camel back and throw it under your cut or your jacket and so on and so forth. And then, you know, a lot of the adventure guys, they have jackets that have that feature built into it. So it's not even a problem for them. But hydration is really important for the Harley guys that aren't going to wear the camel back. And I understand that. Guys, now's the time of year to get a sale on that fucking karaoke and cup holder that holds your mug or whatnot. So that way, when you're riding, you can still at least stay hydrated, even if you're not going to stop. You know, drink water throughout your ride and then drink water when you stop for your breaks as well okay that recommendation came from my brother irish thanks a lot irish i really appreciate it appreciate you listening brother also i appreciate the feedback that you know not only him but other people are giving me irish he was a fmf corman so you know he's always looking out for the health of people and he's always a protector so thanks a lot brother and thanks a lot for all the other feedback from everybody else guys this is the end of this episode right here um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on my Instagram, Tito CP702. That's going to be T I T O C P 702. Or you can find me on Facebook, Chris Tito Padilla. Or you can email me. Okay, email me at cptito, T I T O 702 at gmail.com. cptito702 at gmail.com. Or if you got my number, yo, you can just fucking call me or text me, or you can message me on Facebook. I don't give a fuck. You can just get in contact with me, okay? Guys, I'm super humbled as always about you guys listening. I got, you know, over 250 plays. I posted something over the weekend about that. I'm super humbled always by you guys listening and your feedback. Please don't stop. Give me more feedback. You want me to cover a specific helmet, review it, research it, let me know. All right, guys? Um, Be thankful for the day you got. Much love and respect to everybody. You know, it's hump day, it's Wednesday, and you're above ground and breathing. So be thankful for that always, okay? And for those who can't, remember from my last segment, for those who can't, all right? Hey, guys, thanks for listening as always, and I'll see you what I see. Peace.